Yes, guys, welcome to Relax Habibi, where the empty bottles are filled with stories. Let's get to the intro. Yes, guys, welcome back to another episode. Today, my guest, Max Arnstell, is an American soccer player who currently plays for Oakland Roots in the USL Championship. How are you doing today, man? Yo, I'm doing well. Uh, just got home from training. A little tired, but things are good. Awesome, awesome. How was, uh, how was your training? Um, it was good. It was kind of a mixed session. We had a game last night. Uh, so some of the guys that played significant minutes were doing a little bit of regen, but then we also have a game coming up on Saturday. Um, so it was kind of uh, a regen, but also getting ready for Saturday. Um, I'm kind of coming back from an adductor abdomen injury so unlucky. Um, i'm just trying to yeah just trying to get myself back up to speed but all is well awesome man. that's that's good to hear uh max can you walk us through your youth career until you got to this moment like how did it all start for you was it was it through like family and friends uh was it your father that got you into the sport how did it all start for you max oh my goodness this could be an hour long answer, <laughs> but uh i'd love I'll, to I'll hear it. it i'll try and keep it short uh yeah, I grew up in Oakland. Uh, my sister is three years older than me, and kind of naturally, I just followed her around as a kid. And when she was eight years old, she started playing youth recreational soccer. So as a little brother, I just tagged along. So naturally, I was around five then, started kicking the ball around. Uh, I grew up in a very athletic household. My dad played college basketball and baseball. My mom played professional tennis. Uh, and somehow me and my sister started playing soccer. Um, okay, awesome. Uh, yeah, I just started kicking the ball around at five and then started playing uh, for my local rec team when I was uh, seven or eight. And then from there, started playing for a local club team that was called Bay Oaks. Now it's called East Bay United. Um, and at that time, there was no academy, nothing like that. And so I... Uh, also, the assistant coach at Santa Clara University had a really good relationship with him, and so it just worked out that I ended up going to Santa Clara from there. Awesome. And how was how, how was your time at uh, at San Santa Clara? Um, it was great. I mean, I got a great education. Um, Soccer wise, it was it was a good school. Um, it had a it had a good history of being. Um, a good program in the past, um, and when I joined, it was I think we had like the number three recruiting class in the country. Um, so I really wanted to come in with that class and try and bring the bring the team back to its glory days a little bit. Um, and it was in the WCC, which didn't really get a lot of national recognition. But I mean, if we look back, there's a lot of guys from that conference uh, from the time that I was there that are playing professionally now. Um, but for whatever reason, it didn't really get a whole lot of national recognition. Um, so we ended up only making the tournament once in my senior year when we won uh, the conference title, um, which I'm glad that we got at least one, one conference title because going into that, uh, you know, those four years with that recruiting class, I thought that we were going to have a lot of success and compete for titles every year. And we we're definitely in the mix every year, but. I'm glad we got one my senior year. It was a, kind of a nice way to uh, 
you know, finish out my four years there. So b- being with such a strong squad, did that did that develop um, like your, your soccer wise into like I I want to take this game you know to the pros? Did, did you start thinking about that when you were playing with with high uh, high players like that? Yeah, I mean I think similar to a lot of um, kids that are passionate about soccer or football, you you know I was someone who dreamt of uh, being a professional. That was kind of how I answered the typical, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would say I want to be a professional soccer player. Right. Um, And so coming in with that class, you know, when your peers are youth national team members, you know, I think we had three guys who had spent time at residency going into that freshman year. Wow. When those guys are, you know, the people who, who you're living in the dorms with, who you're going to practice with, eating your meals with, um, me being a naturally competitive person, um, it's nice to, you know, compete against the best. And so having those guys in training every day, um, you know, keeps you motivated and, and lets you know where kind of the level is at. So you, you know that this guy, you know, was just with the national team. And so you can kind of measure yourself against those guys. And we pushed each other a lot. Um, we would be doing small-sided for an hour after practice ended just between, you know, a lot of our freshman class because we're really good friends, but we're also really competitive. So those would get very heated at times because, you know, we're competing against some of our best friends, but we all want to win. And so that was something that definitely pushed us throughout college is, uh, you know, being really close, but also being really competitive with, um, with good friends, but really good players at the same time. Most definitely. Um, I, I definitely see that you're big on mentality. Uh, what was your work ethic like, and how long did you stay disciplined through that time? Was it like an everyday thing for you? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Uh, mentality is kind of one of those things that's, um, that's interesting because I think, if I'm being honest, I think it's one of the most important factors that contributes to success, whether it be on the field, off the field. But mentality is just so important, and it can be taught in a way, but I think sometimes it's, it's a bit innate. Um, and I think that's something that I've been fortunate enough to grow up with and be encouraged by, whether it be my, my friends or family, um, the, the idea that, you know, you have to work hard to get what you want. Um, and so that was kind of instilled in me at a young age, and the fact that I was so passionate about soccer just kind of help fuel that um so even at a young age you know i would come home from school in middle school or high school and just go to our local high school turf field and and just play for hours with my friends just because you know i love the game but also you know i had that mentality of if i want to be better than the person next to me i need to work harder than them um that's that can give you not only you know a physical or a technical edge seeing that you're improving your quality, but also a little bit of a mental edge because, you know, if I'm going up against someone, I know the amount of work that I've put in. I know the amount of hours that I've spent working on these, working on these skills or being disciplined in, in the gym or with my diet. So it's like, I know I have that little bit of an advantage because I've been putting in the work. And so, um, and that, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. I was just saying it's like, you did so much preparation. Is that how your confidence got to build up? Yeah, it's definitely a factor. 
I think confidence, there's a lot of things that go into confidence and confidence is definitely one of the most important things, you know, in addition to mentality, you need to be confident in your abilities. You need to be confident in yourself um, because, you know, if you're not confident in yourself, it's hard for others to be. Um, but confidence is something that I think can come from work. You know, you can be confident because you know the amount of work that you put in. You know, if I'm going to try a skill for the first time, I'm not going to be that confident about it, you know? Right. Um, but if I'm going to do something where it's like, oh, my God, I've done this a thousand times. Oh, I yeah. know that I can do this. You know, I've done it day after day after day. When it comes time to do it in the game, I'm confident in that. And I, you know, know that I can do it in my sleep because I've done it in my sleep. Um, so I think definitely repetition and, and work ethic and the amount of, you know, times that you've been doing something definitely um, relates to your confidence in executing that. And so you're talking about a lot of executing. When, when you finished off those four years, what was your next step then? What, what did you, did you go into combines? Did you, uh, did you have like trials set up? What was going through your mind at that time? Yeah. Um, so this is where, this is where my story is a bit untraditional, um, compared to a lot of other pros. Um, you know, I had a, I had a, a fine senior year. I played well. Um, and you know, I was hopeful of getting drafted. Uh, I was, I was on the draft eligibility list. So I think, I don't know, they narrow it down to a certain number of players in the country that are eligible to be drafted. Um, I got invited to the Earthquakes Combine, the, the local MLS team, and so I went to that. I played well. Um, and then the draft came, uh, came and went, and, you know, my name was not called. So that was disappointing. But, um, yeah, so from there I was kind of left wondering what to do. So uh, I went, let's see, when was this? So, so I just started, I kept training, kept training because I knew that, you know, I still wanted to play professionally. I knew I still had the ability, but just the opportunity hadn't come yet. Um, so I just kept training, and then my assistant coach in college helped uh, get me a trial with Charlotte Independence over spring break. And I had been training over winter quarter, but it was also like winter quarter my senior year. I didn't have uh, – I wasn't on the team anymore, so I didn't really have like the same regimen schedule that I did as um, – you know, a eligible player at the time. Right. So like I was training, I, I and I knew players that had been playing in the USL, and I and I knew that I could compete against those guys. And so I went into this trial a little naive. I'll be completely honest. I came in thinking that, you know, I'll play my game, I'll do what I need to do, and I'll be able to earn a spot on this team, and I would, you know, potentially leave school early. Um, but I went to that trial, not super sharp, not super fit. And I kind of got my ass handed to me. And it was a reality check um, of what the quality is that is in the USL. Um, and so I went to that trial and I did all right, but I definitely was like, I need to, you know, I need to step it up. I also saw like, oh, I can compete at this level, but I'm going to need to put in a lot more work and a lot more sacrifice to if I really want to make this a reality. Um, so I went back to school and just kept working. Um, ended up going to a Ventura County Fusion Combine down in Southern California. Um, and there was a few USL teams there, a couple MLS teams. Um, I played well there. I think, you know, it was clear that I was one of the best players there. 
um, I ended up talking to a Timbers scout who was there, and he had been kind of scouting the West Coast. He'd watched some of my college games, and he said, like, hey, um, why don't you come play with the Timbers under 23 team this summer? So that was their PDL team at the time. Um, and then hopefully we can get you in with uh, T2. And so really left with no other options. Um, you know, it was, I was thinking about potentially, you know, using my finance degree and trying to get a job. But, you know, this is something that I dreamed about my whole life of right. being a professional footballer. And I knew I was capable of doing it. You know, I, I had teammates, I'd had opponents, I had friends who I played against my whole life who I, you know, knew that I can compete with and against at that level. So it was just a matter of waiting for the opportunity and, you know, showing what I can do. Um, and so really I was left with, you know, play for this PDL team or, or get a job. Uh, my sister lived in Portland, so... I said, fuck it, I'll go up to Portland. I lived in my sister's dining room, mm-hmm. uh, played played that summer with the with the under-23 team. Uh, I ended up getting player of the year with that team. Wow. And then I was just, you know, that season finished, I was just chilling, living, uh, living at my sister's crib in Portland, just hanging out. Uh, and then someone from the Timbers emailed me and asked if I could – I think I just needed an extra number to, to train with Timbers 2. So I went in, did that for a few days, uh, met with their staff, and they were like, I think there's only like three months left in the season, maybe four at that time. And so they said, you know, we don't have a contract for you, like our roster's full, but if you want to, you know, stick around and, and train with us, you can do that. And so essentially I was just a, a practice player for the remainder of that year, gained some good experience of just training at the level. Uh, meanwhile, I was working at the Adidas employee store after training, just making some cash and keeping myself busy. Um, and then that, you know, that season ended, met with the staff again, and they said, um, you know, come back for preseason next year and you'll have a fair opportunity of making the team. Uh, so, yeah, from there, I, you know, quit my job at the employee store <laughs> and said, like, all right, I'm, it's I'm time to go all in. I'm going all in on yeah. this opportunity. I'm going to work my ass off this off season and come into preseason uh, sharp as fit as I can and hopefully earn a spot. And yeah, I, I did exactly that. I worked my ass off that off season, uh, came into preseason, showed well for myself and earned uh, my first contract at 23. So yeah, I didn't sign my first contract until I was 23. And it was a one year with a one year option for virtually no money. <laughs> um, but okay. hey, I signed my first contract, and you couldn't tell me shit at the time. Yeah, I mean, you you seem you know very very uh, uh, humble about about your uh, your your whole journey, man. I are you ever scared of time? Like because you said you were gonna go into financing and just get a regular job, but you know you went right back uh, into into football. But like, do you ever think about time? Did you did you say, oh, I have like a limited time to make this, and then maybe after that, if it doesn't work out, I can get like get a job. Is that what was like going through your head when? when it was between your finance degree and then still going into football? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think uh, being in the U.S., you kind of, the, the timeline for soccer shifts a little bit, you know. Um, if you're 21, 22 in Europe, you know, you're, you're kind of past the time to sign your first deal. But here in the U.S., it's kind of like, especially 
um, back when I was in college, this was six, seven years ago, um, you know, there's this flow of, you know, go to college, do your few years, and then see if you can make it in MLS or USL. And so I kind of thought that I was, you know, doing the, the typical timeline of what you need to do. But once that senior season ended and I didn't get drafted and, you know, didn't do great on that trial, that's when I definitely was like, okay, my time is definitely shrinking. Um, and, you know, you start to have those thoughts of like, what if it's too late? What if it doesn't work out? Um, and, you know, that's when I started to, to have those kind of thoughts. But at the same time, um, you know, I was, I was very determined. I had essentially dedicated, you know, most of my life at this point to, Most definitely. to, game, to, to soccer, to being a professional. And, you know, I just wasn't, I would not let myself give up at that point without giving myself more than one opportunity. Um, I, you know, if, I, if I'm going to give advice to people that have that same ambition of playing professionally, um, if I look around most of the professional locker rooms that I've been in, very few people go professional or go pro, sign their con first contract on that first opportunity, whether it be a trial or just after a certain period of time. Like, I, I know I'm not unique in that it took a few tries before I finally was able to break through. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, time was definitely, um, you know, in the back of my head. Um, and even, even once I signed that contract and I knew I was going to be pro for a year, I was like, this is, this, all this is, is a guarantee for this season, you know? So like, I was not, I was not, um, you know, I was, I was happy, you know, that I signed that deal, but then it's like, shit, I have one season to prove that I should stay, you know, because especially in the USL, like there's so much turnover. So many, so many guys are on a team for one year and then on another team or in the league for one year and then out the league or, or they drop down the league. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's difficult to get there and it's, and it's even harder to stick around for longer. Honestly. Um, so yeah. Like, I feel like it's your, your journey is such a different one, man. Like uh, the, 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 you know, the other guys that I, I interview, they're always, you know, academy to pro, you know, college to pro, but like, you know, with you, with having a job and, and thinking about all this and living at your sister's in Portland, it is such a different journey that, that you went through. And it's very inspiring, man, honestly. Thank you. Thanks, man. No, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, and it, it's definitely, you know, one of the reasons why I started the podcast, my podcast, um, is because, you know, I, I want people to, to hear, you know, that there's more than one route to get to where you want to go. Right. You know, and that's, that's something that I kind of am very proud of is that, um, you know, I wasn't, I didn't get here the, the most traditional route, but shit, here I am, uh, six years later, I'm not, this is now my sixth year playing professionally in the USL championship. And, um, and it's, it's funny because at 23, I felt like hella old signing my first deal. But then like 24, 25, I was just like, well, shit, now I'm here just like everyone else. It doesn't matter <laughs> when that first one was. It's like right. once you're there, you know, you're there. 
So um, how's it been having your podcast? Like, what have you, you know, because you, you interviewed these professionals, like, what have you taken from them? Oh, my gosh. It's been, uh, yeah. it's been awesome. I mean, I I'm bet. sure you, you feel similarly, but just the opportunity to learn people's stories is really a privilege because, you know, so much of what we consume is, you know, social media or just brief interactions. You just get a snapshot of these people. But, you know, the, the podcast concept of, you know, long-form discussions and actually getting to, you know, speak for yourself and tell your story, you just get to learn just what incredible people there are in this world and what incredible stories they have. Um, so really, it's just been a privilege to highlight those people um, and learn from them. I think a lot of times, you know, we can be very judgmental because all we see is always see what's on the outside or what what we're um you know privileged to see whereas there's so much more to people and their stories that we don't know and some I, I hope that when people hear these stories you know they become more empathetic and they see that we're all human we all have been through shit our journey is not how it always seems on the outside and that's just been cool to cool to provide that platform um and at the same time it's been a lot of work like a lot of work i'm sure you know um it's well, not definitely. easy it, it's just it's just me and my pops and my pops is just my co-host i have to you know schedule the guest uh do all the research do the podcast itself then do the editing do the promotion do the copyright do the graphics oh yeah um <laughs> so there's, a, there's a lot that goes into it that i've learned a lot you know as i've as i've uh gone through my career I've also you know learned a lot more about what I like what I don't like in terms of just potential future career paths and you know I've definitely taken a taken a liking and leaned into a lot of my creative interests and interest in media and that space and so this has just been really good practice and an opportunity uh to you know gain a, a new skill set and, and sharpen a new skill set and at the same time I'm getting uh, to network and meet and talk for an hour, hour and a half, two hours with some incredible people. And, you know, it's very rare that you have those opportunities. So it kind of gives me a unique opportunity to meet and get to know some really awesome people at the same time. Most definitely. I, I could definitely relate to that because speaking to these uh, professionals uh, like yourself, um, I'm, I'm not there yet. You know, I'm aspiring to be there, but, you know, talking to them and I, I most like all of them all say is consistency is the most important thing. And um, and I, I feel like as a as a professional, uh, that's that's something I, I inspire to be because um, it's, it's very important uh, to be at that level. I feel like consistency is uh, something really important. And th- does that does that go go along with uh, with your journey, especially right now in your season six as a professional? Um, do, do you still have that same bite? Yeah, I mean, I think as you as you go through your career, I think you see the importance of of these types of things like consistency, like discipline, um, because you see that you you need those types of things to last. You know, there's very you know, every once in a while or every team might have that one guy or two guys who are just gifted. Like, they just walk in the facility, don't need to do prehab, throw on their boots, and do some crazy shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's 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 an extremely rare exception. You know, there's only 
a very few guys that can do that. And then at the same time, you'll see some of the guys like, you know, I've been lucky to be in the, the Portland Timbers facility to see how guys like Diego Chara or Diego Valeri operate. Wow. And yeah. those are some of the guys who are working the hardest and are the most consistent and most diligent about their work. And so when you see the best of the best, you know, showing up every day, showing up early, staying late, getting treatment, doing doing the tedious stuff. A lot of a lot of times it's the things that people don't want to do that ends up being the most important, you know, like doing prehab or like getting treatment after training. Um, that is that sometimes is what makes a difference. Um, and so yeah, I've seen over the years the importance of those types of things and it's definitely a common theme of guys who see having success are the guys that are consistent with their work and you know for me it's 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 an everyday thing you know you can't you can't choose to be committed one day a week and then like completely fuck off training the next three days it's like no you gotta come in and have the same mentality every day um you know like i said with the amount of turnover or else you'll be gone um it's it's uh right someone else will come get it yeah at the end of the day it's a business and so if you're not doing what you need to do then they'll find someone else so that that keeps me motivated as well as you know my love for the game and and just my mentality Right, because, you know, it, as you said, it is a business. If you're not going to do your job, they're definitely going to bring someone else to do it for you. Um, but you've been around the game a lot, man. Which moment still stands out for you? Ooh. Um, that's tough. I'll have to go. I'll go this, <laughs> I'll go this, this uh, our season last year. Yeah. Um, I scored one goal, but that one goal was um, a really – really a meaningful one to me and I think uh you know helped helped our team kind of turn things around uh scored a, a pretty nice goal against uh LA Galaxy 2 and that was uh with a ton of family and friends in attendance I mean any game that I get to play in Oakland is special to me just being from Oakland but this game was actually it was at a field that I grew up playing on as a kid and the fact that I had I had aunts, uncles, my nana, my parents, uh, friends, and people from the Oakland community who had seen me grow up in the Oakland soccer community at the game, and then to score um, a pretty a pretty uh, momentous goal on a field that I grew up playing on as a kid, now as a pro, it was just a pretty you know full circle moment where. Uh, that's definitely one of the moments where I will, you know, keep with me and look back on, uh, you know, and feel, and feel really proud of. Wow, man, just, yeah, listen to you talk about that is giving me goosebumps, especially, like, <laughs> that, yeah, like, your family's all there to watch you, because, you know, they've been there when you went to practices, high school, college, and now you're at the pros, and it's like, it's like showing them, hey, you know, this is what I was talking about, this is, you know, um, but do you, like thinking about like nervousness, do do you do you ever get nervous? And if if so, like do you use that to your advantage? Um, I like to, I like to say um, I don't get nervous, but there's at times when I'll I'll get a little anxious, and that's that's more just kind of like I want to get it going. You know, I'm excited. I want to 
I want the game to start. A lot of times you, you know, you'll replay things that could happen, potentially happen in the game. You'll do visualization and you just kind of want it to start, you know? Um, but I think I wouldn't say it's nervousness. I would say it's a little bit of ang- anxiousness and, uh, that's, that comes a lot from just excitement of, of wanting to get the game going. Um, but you know, I think a level of, a level of anxiety, a level of nerves is good because it keeps you on you on your toes. It keeps you engaged. It keeps you focused. Um, you know, I do think it's good to be relaxed a bit, but you know, you don't want to be too relaxed where you come out and then they just overwhelm yeah. you. You know, so I think it's it's good to have a balance of you know feeling calm, feeling composed, but also feeling focused and feeling ready. Um, so it's a combination of that. I see. And what um when when you came because like a lot of players do do have like nervousness and some some even having like I've seen players that have so much anxiety where they're like yo I'm not even gonna step on the field today like it's it does get to that point for a lot of um, young players that, that I've seen uh, like playing semi pro wise um, but I, I feel like you know en- enjoy that nervousness enjoy the the anxious you know it's all part of the game that means you still like it you still love it the passion is still there um, I just want to go back a little bit on your career when you when you came from Timbers uh, to Oakland Roots. How was the tone? Like, were you trying to match the tone, or did you go in, like, competitively? Um, well, that, it was a unique change, because I, I came from uh, an MLS organization, but also the second team up uh, within that organization, you know? So we had all the resources and all the, you know, all that comes with being a MLS organization, which is... You know, we had a cafeteria with two chefs. We had wow. like a, a 20,000 square foot gym. We had a hot tub. We had like all this stuff that was just an unbelievable environment to train in. And then I moved to uh, a team which is in my hometown and, you know, which is really special, but also a team that was only founded, I think it was three or four years ago. And so you know, inherently there's going to be differences. It's a club that's still growing. Um, and so, you know, it was a bit of a, a challenge adapting just my expectations of what um, I was coming into. But at the same time, I, I wanted to bring that, bring the professionalism that I'm accustomed to, bring my mentality, um, bring everything that had gotten me to the place where I was at and able to, you know, withstand my career there. I wanted to bring that same attitude, same standard over here. And yeah, so far I've been able to do that. I think that's awesome, man. Um, when when you signed with uh, with the agency Path to Pro, did that open up any doors for you? And do, do you like recommend uh, footballers to also get into an agency? Um, so I signed with them. Let's see, that was the off season going into my last year in Portland, and okay. kind of up until that point, I really hadn't used uh, an agent very much. Um, and, and I don't think, I think, um, so up until that point, yeah, I really didn't use an agent other than for negotiating new contracts. And I actually knew the, the founder and CEO of Path to Pro, Eric, um, just from the Bay Area soccer community. I knew him well. And so then when an opportunity came about to, to work with him and work with them, um, I jumped on it because I really had no representation prior. Um, and so you know, I think it's, I think it's good to have representation when you're negotiating deals, just because, um, it's nice to have, 
a middle person to to uh, you know just advocate for you and to get you the best situation possible. Like representing um, the right way. Yeah, yeah, and, but I don't think I think there's this misconception that if you you know oh I want to go pro I need an agent. It's like a lot of t- a lot of times it's not like the agent is gonna is gonna just open all these doors for you. You know, you need to do the work and it's up to the agent to, you know, negotiate or broker your deal or put you in places to be successful. And my, this, my situation is a bit different where, um, you know, I had, I had kind of done all the work myself to get into these situations and then the agency helped me kind of negotiate the deals. But I've had a great experience with Path to Pro. I love Eric. Um, a lot of great people working there, and it's been really cool to see them grow and sign a lot of really talented guys in the league and get them to good teams. Um, but I don't, I, I, I don't think, uh, I think there's this idea that like before you put in the work, you should sign with an agency. It's like a lot. Of t- first, you should put in the work. First, you should show your quality. First, you should, you know, show that you're able to compete at these levels. And if an agent can help open some doors for you, great. But you shouldn't be kind of waiting for this this golden opportunity of an agent to just like hand you to a situation, you know. I, I do I do see that I do see a lot of players out there. Uh, first thing they think, you know, even even before going into college, uh, they'd be like, you know what, you know, I'm, I'm in high school. They created my highlight video, and they would just try to get into an agency before even getting into college, before even getting to a university. First thing is they would do just try to get into an agent. Uh, but I I do, I do feel like you know that that is something you know show your quality first because the agency and all that all that will will uh, will come in, you know. Um, and you're right, you know, just the work needs to be first. Um, but when you guys when you guys came down here uh, to play uh, FC Tucson and uh, Valley Raiders, how was the game against Valley Raiders? What, what did you think uh, the team could work on? Um, yeah, it was well. It was a tough day one because, like, I think the game started and it was like twenty mile per hour winds, and then. Oh within yeah. Ten min- within like ten minutes, the temperature dropped like twenty degrees. It was so it was just like it was a very bizarre game, very windy, and then it started raining, and then the temperature dropped. So it was a weird game, but um, but if I could, you're saying what could I? What advice would I have, or what yeah. advice would I have? To because improve? yeah, um, be- because like they are a young team, and this is their uh, this is our first year. Uh, being in the league, so like there, everybody's it's all like a chaos at the moment. So, what do you think we can work yeah. on? Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of you kind of said it right there is that things can be a bit chaotic with a new team, new system. So, I think just starting from a very basic level of, of organization, you know, whether that be finding your team identity, finding your shape, you know, what strengths do you have with your personnel, and how can you kind of maximize that. So, I think. When, th- when you're starting things, it's good to start on a very basic level. So it's like, okay, well, what, 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 are our, what is our identity as a team? Do we want to be a possession-based team? Do we want to be a bit more direct? Um, you know, do we want to play in a 4-4-2? Do we want to play in a 4-3-3? Do we want to play in a three-back? Um, things like that are important before you start getting into the, into the tactics and details of, um, you know, how to 
beat a specific opponent, you know, try and just look at who you have and kind of try and form an identity of what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and maximizing your strengths and kind of using that to, you know, hopefully not expose those weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, uh, as a team, we have been working on that. Uh, we've been working more d- defensively, and then now we're, we've been uh, tactics. Now we're moving into like uh, more and more pressure uh, type in the offense. Um, but Max, if if you were to give advice to the younger Max, uh, what would you tell him? Mm, damn, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, <laughs> um, I would definitely tell myself to. I would say that everyone's path is different and, you know, don't compare your journey to anyone else's um, because, like I said, everyone's path is different. Um, I would tell myself to, you know, always believe in myself, always be confident because I think that's something, and that's something that I think I was fortunate enough to do throughout a lot of my career um, is to have that self-confidence and have that self-belief because a lot of times there may be maybe a coach or maybe a team or maybe someone who who doesn't believe in you, but that doesn't mean that the next person won't or the next person won't. And all you need is that one person or that one opportunity um, to show why you belong. And so, um, you know, I would say that don't compare your journey to anyone else's. Um, believe in yourself. Trust in the work that you've put in. Trust in and have confidence in the work that you've put in. Um, and also, one of the most important things, I would say, is to enjoy it, man. Have fun, enjoy the process, because, you know, that's one of the most important things in why we started playing this game in the beginning is because it was fun. You know, we started playing because we loved it, and like I said earlier, when the game becomes a business, sometimes it's hard to enjoy and you start thinking about your career, you start thinking about performances, this and that. And at the end of the day, you got to remember why you started playing in the first place. And the fact that you get paid to do it is a privilege and is something that, yeah, you may have a day where you don't perform well or this or that. Or, but the fact that you're out kicking a ball around for a living is, is pretty pretty damn cool. So I think it's important to remind yourself on good days and, and on bad days, mostly on bad days, that enjoy it and remember why you started playing in the first place. Honestly, personally for me, I'm going to have this on repeat, what you just said, and I'm going to be <laughs> listening to it. Because honestly, I yeah. I haven't had or listened to anybody uh, say something like that. Because uh, when you said, like, remember, you know, why we started playing this in the first place, that that is... Because uh, I, I come I come from Iraq. Uh, I, I came from a very, very dark place in my life where if, if I were to score a goal or if I would do something like that, I would get beat up after the game. So it was, it was very... Um, very scary to keep uh, to keep playing. Uh, it was like, oh man, should I try? Should, should I score? Should I run? Um, so I, I always had, but it was it was always the why, you know, like why are you still on the field even though everything's going on? It's because I loved it. It's because yeah. the passion was always there. Um, and I just want to say, Max, wow, like thank you so much for your time to being on, on the show. Like I've definitely taken a lot from it, um, and I hope I hope the listeners did too because. You are a very humble player, and you do have such a different road. And um, especially on your podcast, like I want everybody to go there because, because uh, you're right. You know, like 
you know, um, Marathon Minute. Uh, check check them out because everybody does have a different path, and uh, especially with yours and and you know, uh, working uh, after you were training and living in Portland with your sister, like that's such a humble story. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you for being on the show. Uh, it was really a, a privilege. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you, man. It was it was a privilege to, to to speak with you and to share my story, and it was awesome to hear a bit about yours. I'd love to hear more about your story because I think that's that's one that's inspiring as well. You know, like I said, we all have a story to tell, and um, you know, I, it was a privilege to to share mine with you, and I appreciate you uh, providing the platform. I think what you're doing is really important. So thank you, man. Thank you for doing what you're doing and creating this space. Yes, guys, we've reached another episode and I hope you guys enjoyed it and took something from it. Please subscribe to our podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Catch us on the next one, guys. Ciao.